What's going on guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. We've made it to draft season. Week one is just two weeks away now, so I figured it'd be a good time to release my final must draft running backs list. These are my favorite running backs to draft all the way from round one through the end of the draft. So we're gonna hit on all portions in this video. Start off with my favorite early round running back, and that's Nick Chubb, average ADP of 12th overall. Uh, in general, he's going in that 12 to 14 range, unless you play on Yahoo, where he's going really early. But for most leagues, he's going in that 12 to 14 range. And that gives you a lot of flexibility because in my rankings, he's ninth overall. And I get asked this question a lot is, you know, yes, I think everyone knows Nick Chubb is going to have a good season, but that there are a lot of really good wide receivers in that range. And so what's the preference, right? Would you rather start out a, a draft with, say, like um, Garrett Wilson and Devonta Adams, maybe like Stephon Diggs and CeeDee Lamb, you know, combinations like that with those two wide receivers? Or would you rather take Nick Chubb in that like 8 through 12 range and then take whatever wide receivers there in the second round. And I think that is my final answer this season is if you've got picks eight through 12, pretty much no matter the format, I would say in standard, it's unlikely he even makes it to pick eight. Uh, but in half PPR, full PPR, I feel good enough about the reception floor for Nick Chubb this season. I feel great about the yardage and touchdown floor. Obviously, I feel really good about this offense. And so I feel good enough saying if you've got an eight through 12 pick, I would plan on trying to spend that first pick on Nick Chubb, unless something crazy falls to you, right? I still think that McCaffrey, Eckler, Bijan should be going there. I still think that Jefferson, Chase should definitely go. But after we kind of exit that, probably Travis Kelsey as well. Once you're done with those players, it just really benefits you taking Chubb, figuring out what wide receiver is best in round two, because as you work your way into rounds three, four, five, six, in many of them, as you're going to kind of see here, like the best pick isn't a running back. We're going to see a drop off into, um, I guess it's the third round for my next favorite running back. And then we're kind of dropping down to rounds like four, five, seven. Like we're going to keep dropping to where there's not like, you know, an overloaded amount in rounds like four and five. There's like seven running backs I want. There's only one or two in these general ranges. And so sometimes you can't uh, count on the fact that if you take wide receiver, wide receiver, that running back will be there. You know, we'll talk about our next player, Jameer Gibbs. There's no guarantee that if you took Nick Chubb or you didn't take Nick Chubb, let's say you took, um, we'll say our CD Lamb and Stephon Diggs team. There's no guarantee that Gibbs is there in the third round. And so you might be looking at this and saying, okay, well, now you don't even have a third round running back that's on this must draft list. Maybe you have to lean towards wide receiver again. And you start locking yourself into a box much more quickly. But if you take the first running back in round one, you can do whatever you want for the rest of the draft. You can go here RB, you can go robust RB, you can do whatever you please. So next one up, uh, again, that's why I like Nick Chubb so much. Opens up that flexibility and he's going to be great this season. But Jameer Gibbs, if you were to pass on Chubb or if you want to start off uh, with two running backs in the first three rounds, still perfectly reasonable to do. Average ADP is 35, so he will be there in that general range when you have picks like 8 through 12 when you come into your third round pick. My ranking is 30th, so not like a, some crazy value. I just think that he's just locked and loaded this season. I've said many of times, um, just like over 400 touches, about 420 touches uh, is missing from this backfield that Dave Montgomery, Jamal Williams have left behind. And so when you combine that with the 25 touchdowns they're leaving behind, like there's yardage and touchdowns to go around, but also just look at the depth chart. Who do we think is breaking out here? I mean, there's reports that it's basically Amandre St. Brown 
and no one else really for the wide receiver core. Yes, Jamison Williams, when he returns from suspension in week seven, he'll help out, but he's already been injured again. He's been very inconsistent, not commanding a full target share. They really are going to rely on like Sam Laporta at tight end to really get a lot of touches. And so you start scrolling through this team and you're like, they're going to need Jameer Gibbs to have a significant target share on a very good offense. And he's going to be used heavily near the goal line in the red zone. Like he's just going to be a featured weapon for this team and to get featured weapons in the third round. Really, really nice value there. Uh, Damian Pierce after that average ADP 53. So we're already outside the top 50 here. My ranking 45th, about eight spots of value. Uh, very encouraging is just hearing about the development of Damian Pierce this season. He was phenomenal as a rookie. I mean, you were watching training camp last season. He was one of those players that skyrocketed in training camp because he looked so good. And there was such a clear um, potential for him to get touches, a clear role that was open on this team. And so you look at what happened last year, and he was great. Uh, he misses the final month of the season, but the numbers were awesome. You go into this year, and you're like, okay, they bring in Devin Singletary. Is he going to take that step forward? Are they going to be good? Like, they were giving him snaps on third down, on third and long in the preseason. Um, there's been now new reports coming out that are like, yeah, like we're definitely going to get him involved in the receiving game. He's talking about how many routes he's going to be running, like just how he's been setting up his body to handle a featured workload, and you never see featured running backs this late. The reason is because he's on the Texans, right? And he honestly got injured last season. If he finished off those four games, has some decent numbers, he's probably not going this late. But we know he's a talented player. At this point, given the preseason usage, given everything the team is saying, we know that he's the featured running back. They're going to mix in Devin Singletary as a change of pace back. But this is Damian Pierce's backfield. And to get that around pick 50 Awesome, awesome, awesome pick this season. J.K. Dobbins up next. Average ADP of 64th overall. My rankings have him at 52nd, so about one round of value. Um, I think he's going this late because there was that potential he'd hold out. We talked many times on the channel about how that was probably not going to happen. He had no leverage, made no sense from the holdout. Um, there's been a little bit of hype around Justice Hill right now, maybe getting some touches. I mean, I'll believe it when I see it with Justice Hill, uh, but really it's that there's been no hype on Gus Edwards. In my eyes, Dobbins is just a clear number one running back on what's going to be a very, very high scoring team, a very, very good offense, a very good run offense. And let's be honest, teams are not going to be able to focus on J.K. Dobbins because the real running back one on this team is Lamar Jackson, but that's fine, right? I mean, this team is going to have so many more rushing fantasy points than any other team in the NFL, maybe besides the Eagles, if you add in Jalen Hurts there. But I think the point is Lamar being there is not a bad thing for J.K. Dobbins. We know they're going to throw the ball more. We know Dobbins is good in the receiving game, but we know they're still going to run it a ton. And they're going to be a highly efficient running game because of Lamar Jackson, because of the things defenses need to do to be like, okay, well, he's not exactly a statue. We need to focus on not letting him run all over us. That just opens up lanes for Dobbins. He's a phenomenal talent. Good to go off the knee injury. Good to go this season. Love drafting him in that range. After him, Rashad White, average ADP of 75th overall. My ranking have him at 66th. He's definitely better in full PPR. So if you're playing in like a standard scoring format, I don't know that I'd really go with Rashad White. You're leaning much more heavily on touchdowns in that scoring format. And so to get someone whose best part of his game is the receiving game, it's like, well, you don't get points for those receptions. You get points for the yardage. But like if your best attribute is how good you are in the receiving game, 
maybe not someone you're focusing on in standard. But in half PPR and full PPR, the sky's the limit with him. Uh, again, Sean Tucker, that's the only thing that we're watching out for right now. But it doesn't seem like Sean Tucker is going to have a significant workload. Beat reporters aren't even really talking about him all that much. They're talking about the other backups, which... I don't think should be the case. I think he should be getting a little bit more buzz talking about Sean Tucker there. Uh, but the point is, Rashad White's locked in. And he's locked into an early down workload, receptions, and he's going to be the goal back this season. He just contributes in all three areas. We know that now, uh, it actually happened right before hit record, Baker will be the starting quarterback in week one. So we have at least something there to, to tell us what's going to happen. Um, but I just think volume. When you get to pick 75 at running back, something's got to give, right? These are not first-round running back talents that are getting you know, 20 touches per game. Uh, these are not backs that are getting 20, 25 touches per game on top five offenses. Like Those players are gone in the first three, four, sometimes five rounds. When you get into pick 75, you have to give something up. And the something I'm fine giving up with uh, here is like the offense, right? My projections already assume this is not going to be a good team. And so I'm not giving up on talent. I think he's a good talent. And I'm not giving up on volume. I think the volume is going to be there. The one thing we're giving up here is the offense. And if they end up being half decent, it's going to be a really, really good season for Rashawn White. He is someone that could push for, what, like 1,200 total yards. He can score 10 touchdowns. He can contribute over 50 receptions in the receiving game. And if that's going to happen at pick 75, that's a no-brainer. Got to make that pick. After him, James Cook, average ADP of 78th overall, my ADP, my ranking, excuse me, 65th overall. Uh, Cook is someone that the model really, really likes. So remember we had the machine learning model prediction video probably two weeks, two months ago at this point. Uh, it picked Rashad White and James Cook as the two running backs this season that performed well enough as rookies knowing nothing about their situation that they should have a breakout into this year and the next year. Um, James Cook was someone that was like highly efficient in both the receiving game and the running game to where we saw Devin Singletary leave. And so there's clear opportunity now. They bring in Damian Harris, but he hasn't been amazing. He hasn't been able to beat out Latavius Murray. They've been talking plenty this offseason about how this is James Cook's job and that Murray and Harris are competing for the number two role, but not the number one. And that's all we needed. The only thing holding James Cook back, remember, we talk about you're missing something, right? You're either missing, is it a good vol a good um, offense? Are you getting volume and are you good? We know that James Cook is good at this point. We saw that he was good last season. He's going to be a good player and highly efficient player. We know the offense is good. It's the Buffalo Bills, right? No one's going to argue with you on that. Our question was volume. But that seems to be solved. Look at the usage in these preseason games. Look at what everything the team is saying. Everything indicates that James Cook is going to be their number one running back. He'll have a role in the receiving game, a role at the goal line, plenty of touches on a great offense. Why would you not want that at pick 78 overall? Next up, Dave Montgomery. Same range, 83rd overall. My ranking has him 64th. He's a combination of the upside and the floor. The floor for Dave Montgomery in week one, honestly, I'm not sure that I'd want to start him. Uh, there were plenty of weeks last season with Jamal Williams scoring 17 touchdowns on the year that he still wasn't that amazing in fantasy. So you can't just win on the touchdowns. We can't just say, okay, maybe David Montgomery scores 12 touchdowns. You're starting him every week, right? Like we don't know that's the case, but we know that Dave Montgomery is good in the receiving game. 
that he's handled a large workload in the past. That again, this offense needs playmakers. The Detroit Lions need playmakers, and they're going to have to come from the running back position because the wide receivers are not really stepping up in camp, and they have a rookie tight end as their number two for the first month and a half of the season. Then when Williams does end up returning, he has not been someone who's proven he can stay healthy, has proven he can command a significant target share. He can have spiked weeks. He can have weeks where he's got four or five receptions for 122 touchdowns. But Jameson Williams has not shown that he can command a 15, 16% target share consistently and catch more than like 40% of his targets. So he has not shown that capability yet. He's a great talent. I think he could do that, but there is a world where that's not really hitting and that they need to be using Gibbs in the receiving game and Montgomery on the ground and to be overloading these two with touches because they have fewer playmakers than they did last season when the two running backs had around 420 combined touches and 25 touchdowns. They might need more production from the running backs this year, and so they could go from first to really first by a mile in fantasy points per game in the backfield, and we know that all that production is coming from just two players. Dave Montgomery, amazing pick at 83rd overall. Final two are late-round flyers. We like Tank Bigsby's number one, uh, going average ADP of 170, my ranking 123. Um, wanted to mention Tank definitely because he looks amazing in the preseason. That ADP is going up. I think I talked about him literally a few days ago in a video, and I said the ADP was like 173, 174. Like it's going to rise. People are going to start liking him more and more because he looks phenomenal. Um, we've had reports that they literally drafted Tank Bigsby because they weren't amazing in short yardage and they knew he would be good in short yardage. So we know that he's going to have that role this season. Um, some concerns about beat reporters also saying that maybe this backfield isn't going to have a ton of targets because, well, why would you? You have Calvin Ridley, you have Christian Kirk, you have Evan Ingram. They actually like their backup tight ends as well. They can use a lot of them too. Why? Why would you be throwing the ball to the running backs? So some concern there. But at pick 170, I'm not starting Tank Bigsby while Travis Etienne is healthy. You just have to kind of understand that if Travis Etienne stays healthy all season, you're probably not going to be able to use Tank Bigsby. He will have good weeks. He'll be good on a site like Underdog where you're capitalizing on those spikes. But this is a redraft video for those of you in redraft leagues. You're not going to be able to start him right away. But you should never assume that with a player this late. You should assume that all the running backs you're drafting here are pretty much handcuffs or maybe, maybe someone if they're playing in like a 57, 58 point total and you need help at running back two or your second flex spot, maybe you can throw in there and hope that he scores a touchdown, but it's for the upside. I believe Jacksonville can be a top five offense this season. And if Travis Etienne went down or if they shifted the workload to tank, I think that's like a 5% outcome. I think you're really hoping that Travis Etienne just suffers some sort of injury. If you draft a tank Bigsby, we're never hoping for injuries, but like you're drafting in the case that if he hits, it's because that happened. And if it does, I really don't think Jermichael Hasty is going to get anything more than like third and longs mix in on third downs. But if you had Tank getting all the early down workload, all the goal line, he'd be worth more than ETN is right now. And ETN right now is going consistently in the fourth round. And so to have someone with that sort of upside, you know, Tank would return second or third round value with an injury. That's something you want to roster in later rounds. Then finally, Jalen Warren, uh, a report also came out that they're kind of like laughing off, uh, you know, Najee not being the starter. Coach has been asking me like, listen, Najee Harris is starter. You guys will see that. Um, I honestly don't completely buy that. Uh, Najee Harris has never been an efficient running back. Uh, Jalen Warren 
has been a hyper-efficient running back. He's been an explosive running back. He's great in the receiving game. At a bare minimum, Jalen Warren, and I have him again ranked, um, like I said, and say yet, their ADP is the same now, 170 both for Tank and Warren. I actually have Warren ranked a little bit ahead of Tank Bigsby. If you could only choose one of these two, I would take Jalen Warren because I think that role early in the season, I do think he'll have a consistent role mixing in on some drives, mixing in on first downs and second downs, uh, getting some short yarded situations, getting some third downs and receiving work. Um, I think that'll happen as a baseline. And so he's more likely than Tank Bigsby to be someone where in week four, week five, Najee's still healthy, but you're in a really high total game and you need someone because of injury. I think you could actually throw in Jalen Warren this season, also given the fact that like, honestly, I give a bump to this offense because the more I think about it, like they've got playmakers everywhere. These are two really good running backs. Uh, Pat Fryermuth is a great young tight end. Pickens has apparently taken a huge step forward this season. Deontay Johnson, everyone knows, is a fantastic wide receiver. Kenny Pickett apparently has looked pretty decent in camp. And so you throw all that together, and there's a chance that this is a at least average or like a decent offense. Like I'm, I'm projecting the bottom, probably bottom like seven or eight right now. Uh, but there's a chance they approach league average. And if they do, and they run the ball as much as they really want to run the ball, and they're winning games, which... Let's be honest, the Steelers are never going to be a bad team. They're always going to have some sort of production. They're always going to be at least around 500, likely a little bit better. And so if that's the case and you ever got Najee Harris suffering an injury, it's over. I mean, Jalen Warren is a weekly must-start running back. Those are the ones I want because I think you can mix Jalen Warren in on a regular basis. And then, of course, the upside if there's an injury. So those are all the running backs that... I would want to be drafting on my teams. I have a much larger list, a more expanded list. I think it's the top 60 players that I would want to draft on my website. Anyone who signed up for Underdog using promo code FFA and got um, the package that way, you have access to that along with the ranking. So check that page. But anyone who signed up, again, my top 60 players across all positions that I'd want to draft this season, that's up on the website. This was a really good list. These are my favorite ones. After that, I like them a little bit less. Uh, but yeah, if you have access to the site, check that list as well. And if you want access to the site for free, all you got to do is take advantage of that underdog promo I was alluding to before. Sign up for your first underdog account today using promo code FFA. They will not only match your first deposit up to $100, but you'll get my rankings for free, my draft rankings, and then all my underdog content. And again, that list I was talking about, my top 60 players I'd want to draft this season, all for free. You'll get that the following morning after signing up. So that'll do it for this one. Hope you all did enjoy. If you did, how about hitting the like button and how about subscribing to the channel if you're new here? Thanks for watching.